You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Welcome back to Ashburton. We're uh, about ready to start now. It's political commentary. With Rod Oram this morning. Kia ora, Rod. How are you today? Um, Marina, very well. Thank you, Rachel. It's good to have you on the show. Let's talk Three Waters first. It's being repealed under urgency this week by the government. It's been controversial, I guess, in its framing since it started. Uh, But actually what Three Waters is trying to do is something that um, is pretty universally understood to be necessary for at least uh, there being issues with the water infrastructure across New Zealand and something needing to change. What is your... I guess, perspective on what the government's doing and perhaps what needs to happen in order for water to to work better across the country? Um, The very simple solution is that we need to spend many billions of dollars to catch up on uh, investment not made in three waters, which leads to all the problems we have now, and our failure to grow that infrastructure in line with population. Now, the only way that we can do that is we spend a lot of money And the best way we can do that is to have a vehicle which will get the best interest rates. And the credit rating agencies have made it very clear that that ultimately becomes um, a a government guarantee um, that's required. And and that's what Three Waters was about under Labour, was creating a structure to um, have um, greater scale by bringing various councils together and and access to um, money at the best interest rates. But what National is doing is that um, it is trying to sidestep the question of government involvement in that finance, if only to the extent of a a guarantee. And and so it's talking about setting, giving councils the opportunity to to set up three waters-like entity, i.e. getting together, Mm. and taking those assets off their balance sheet. Um, but the credit rating agencies have made it very clear that there won't be any advantageous interest rates um, because the government's not involved. Mm. And so what the government is trying to do is to um, make sure that it doesn't get the blame um, for um, increases in um, cost of water and sewage and all the rest, um, and, but throwing the blame and, and the responsibility back on the councils. But they're singularly unequipped to do it because this this has to have a government guarantee. That's where uh, National um, has gone completely off the rails on this. So what does that actually mean practically? What What is your prediction for what we might see out of this, this uh, I guess, repeal and then, you know, f- future changes in this space? Uh, we will continue to underinvest in water the, um, and um, the, the three waters, and we will continue to have mounting um, water quality, water supply, and sewage problems, um, and failing infrastructure. That's what's going to happen because this government, uh, this new government, just won't accept the responsibility uh, which lands at its feet. And it's a very simple finance mechanism that's widely used. And I find it very difficult to understand um, why they won't um, have a central government um, financial guarantee behind those bonds and those um, uh, and those loans to make this infrastructure spending po- possible. And without that um, um, committed uh, and um, economical um, chunk of money, um, then you know we won't plan, we won't build up the capability um, to build more, do more, and, and that's what nothing gets solved. Mm. It's going to be a very strange time to experience, I think. Uh, Let's talk about AUKUS, because this one's been 
bubbling away for a while, but it's not necessarily captured the biggest headlines because there's a lot of other things going on in the world at the moment. Um, Australia, UK, US, it's a security agreement. New Zealand is looking to maybe get involved on the the second tier of this, which is controversial for a few reasons, partly because uh, there are people arguing it could compromise New Zealand's nuclear-free position. What's actually happening at the moment, Rod, and also what's your thoughts on this? Um, the really important thing is to step out to the big picture. Um, um, now more than ever, um, countries, particularly, I mean all countries, but particularly small ones that are trying to be independent like New Zealand, need to have um, partnerships um, of a diplomatic, uh, military and strategic nature. Um, And um, this government, uh, as the previous government, the the Labour government, uh, were putting an emphasis on trying to strengthen the um, ANZAC alliance. Um, And so this is a step further that's come out of an ANZAC meeting um, by the national government's new defence um, minister in Australia recently. And that's to suggest that there could be a role for New Zealand in Pillar 2 of, of AUKUS, and that's the sharing of non-nuclear um, technologies. Um, and that's a very good place for us to um, work with the US and the UK and Australia, which are natural um, allies in all sorts of things, not the least of which militarily. Um, and at a time where um, the international order is under greater strain than ever, and we're seeing um, uh, in, uh, rising conflict and, and real pressure on existing alliances, such as the uh, completely unhinged comments that uh, Donald Trump has made about NATO. And um, it's really important that um, we find new ways to work together with our existing partners, and this is one of those ways. But then disingenuously, um, David Parker and um, Phil Twyford, as the defence spokespeople and the opposition Labour um, party um, uh, uh, are backtracking um, on the um, sort of language that was they had and colleagues were using in government about the need to strengthen these alliances, casting doubt on whether this is the right way to approach and whether this is um, not just all about. Um, uh, well, I won't disappear down that that rabbit hole. But anyway, um, um, that's that's what's going on with AUKUS. It's a good thing to do, um, and Labour is being incredibly disingenuous, basically doubling back on a position it was trying to outline when it was in government. That's a, that's a very interesting take. I, I Parties like the Green Party are very concerned about AUKUS at the moment. Uh, there is this perception from, from those groups and from a lot of activist groups that having any relationship to AUKUS is going to be undermining that nuclear-free relationship, even if it is stepping into that uh, Pillar 2, which is, uh, you know separated from the nuclear thing. Is that something that you think is a valid concern? What, what's your take on no, that? It's not the least bit valid. Um, uh, we've always had the ability to have relationships uh, with countries that um, had nuclear um, deterrence. The UK, for example. Um, and um, because the language is very emotive because of the um, anti-US nuclear campaign, and there was a huge merit in that about atmospheric testing and all the rest. Um, um, But the reality is there are nuclear weapons out there. 
we need to be able to cooperate with countries that do have nuclear weapons, um, as we do already in some ways militarily with the U.S. There's been a slight rapprochement. There's a bit more going on between our two militaries. Um, but just because we have those relationships with countries that have nuclear deterrents doesn't mean that we get sucked into having a nuclear deterrent ourselves or in any way encouraging those countries to have nuclear deterrents. You've got to be able to be slightly more nuanced here and still deal with the people you want to deal with because they are your natural and reliable allies in a very fast deteriorating world. Before we let you go, Rod, I did just want to get your thoughts because there's been so much uh, that we've seen in terms of movement and uh, discussion about the direction that this government is taking us on economic and social policy particularly around the climate as well, we haven't really heard that much out of this government about uh, specific plans around that. What, what's been some big, I guess, like headline thoughts you've had about this first few months uh, that we've seen from the government? It's not just that they are biffing things that their predecessors have put in place. I mean, all new governments do that, um, except they're probably being a bit more extreme. But they are, and the national-led government is making life incredibly difficult for itself. It was around and it was involved in all the huge work that not just all political parties, but the business community and environmental groups and everything else put into reforms of the RMA. Rather than take that very good work that was done and, and progress it some more and make some changes that suit them, it's just ditched the whole thing. So in order to give themselves three years, which would be a very speedy time, to come up with their own version of this, uh, and yet still having things, they're op- giving open slather um, on, um, on um, uh, escape from consenting uh, for projects which are considered of national significance. We're going to get an awful lot of those. So what National is doing is not just um, ditching useful stuff that previous governments have done. It's reverting to really, really old ideas on so many areas um, that lacked credibility 10 or 20 years ago. I mean, they're politicking like it's like the early 1990s. Um, And um, so it's this incredible backward-looking government um, that is piling up problems for itself and thus the country um, by um, apparently knowing so little about history and knowing apparently so little about the issues we need to solve in this country and that we're trying to find solutions for. Instead, they're picking up arcane failed ideas um, that we, I thought we'd put to bed decades ago. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Rod. It's always great to have you and your thoughts on the show. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Take care until then. Thanks, Rachel. See you. See you. Bye. You just heard a bit of political commentary. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.